Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Lord God, we do come to you this morning. We are so thankful to be in your house. Thankful to be gathered together to be reminded of who you are in our lives. Lord, we think about sitting around the table this morning and sharing in the sacrifice that was made for each one of us, and we are so excited to be a part of that. May our worship honor you as we seek to follow you. May your words be powerful, not because of human hearts, but because of your love for us. Lord, we realize that there are mystical things in the way that you work. And there are things, Lord, that we don't fully understand. And isn't that where the power is? That we can have faith that doesn't fully understand and still know that you are God. May it not be ritualistic or just a rite that we do every month. May it be a powerful moment and experience in our lives where we're reminded of the sacrifice that was shed for us on the cross. As we look at your word this morning, I pray it would be exciting. That it would be challenging, and Lord, that your word would speak in a powerful way. In your name we pray. Amen. This morning we're in Joshua chapter 4. We're not going to read the whole thing, so I'm going to ask that uh, if you get a chance this week, you can read the middle part. Uh, It's important, but it's a lot of reading, so I want to read uh, 1 through 8, and then we're going to jump to uh, 20 through 24. It says, When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe. Tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Verse 20. And Joshua set up at Gilgal the twelve stones they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, In the future when your descendants ask their parents, What do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did this, did it to the Jordan, what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until he, we had crossed over. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know 
that the hand of the Lord is powerful, and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. May God add his blessing to the reading this morning as we heard goes. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, Brian Renner, I have a question. Would you be willing to come down and answer a couple questions for me? Come on down, buddy. So as Brian comes, I, wanted, I do want to make mention, um, if you're not able to, uh, to hear the sermon on Sunday, or if you know someone who's not able to get out, I just want to I put this up because uh, we talk about it periodically, but not probably often enough. And I was reminded this week twice uh, of a past sermon that was helpful for people. And I want to make mention, if, if you have a phone, uh, an iPhone, or a phone you can get apps on, uh, the Podbean app looks just like that. Um, and if you search Greenfield Baptist Sermons, you'll, it'll come up on anything. Okay. You can, yeah, <laughs> more than just all, everything. Okay. Oh, yeah, I put, yeah. Um, so, and I will let you guys know that a year ago when Donnie preached, Donnie Lafferty preached a sermon a year ago, tomorrow I think it is, and we were in Ohio and we were sitting in a log cabin that had no TV or anything else, and at 9.35, like five minutes after service was done, my phone, ding and there's, uh, I subscribed to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons, and Tim or John or someone had already put it up there uh, for me to listen. So we actually listened to Donnie preach before we went to church in Ohio. So it's really uh, pretty good. And, it, uh, and if, you don't, if you hear something today and you want to hear it again, it's, it's an awesome uh, way to... Uh, to keep those things going. So I invited my friend Brian down, because I like Brian. You, anybody like Brian? All right. So Brian, I, have a, I, ha, I need a couple, couple things we're going to do, okay? okay? It's really important. And you're, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. First of all, I've got to tell you about something, all right? Okay. So listen, you see this? Yes, I do. This is, you see how, look it. It's dusty. Ugh. Pretty nasty, huh? I didn't dust it because I wanted that to be like, yep. helps for the illustration, right? Gets on my sweater and stuff. So this is really important, all right? Is this important to you? I'm not married, so it's not important to me. It's not really that important, right? <laughs> but my parents are married, Great so point. That, well, no, I mean this right here, this. Is this important to you? This object. Not yet. Okay, now listen. It is important to you because if we drop this, I'll be living in your garage, <laughs> and you might be living. You might be living in my in my garage. I don't know. So listen. So so we're gonna talk. We're carefully. This thing's old. It's like dirt old. We're gonna take it off. But I need your help. Okay. I need you to hold that. Oh, don't. Hi, caramba. Hold, yeah. Why don't you hold that with two hands? Okay. Are you trying to move into this garage, too? <laughs> so, what does that? Oh. oh. It's okay. It's okay. I got glue. We'll fix it. So That's what glue is for. So what what is that? What do you think what do you think that thing is? Hmm. Now I have read in scripture that the church of God is like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Okay. So I remember that. Okay. And it's But I mean this piece right here. This see this watch this. Ta-da. Where are we at? What is this? What does that say to you, Brian? Does it say anything? Doesn't even have any words on it, does it? It has to. It does not have any words on it. Nothing. But, but a couple's foundation should be put in the Lord. Oh, it does have three words. 
Oh, yeah, it does. What's it say? Made in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> you mean this doesn't remind you of anything? You know, do you know what, yeah, do you know what this is, Brian? Do you even, do you know what this is? It's a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you put it on, you put it on the top of the Christmas tree. Oh. Makes your Christmas all that much brighter. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you know why it doesn't remind you of anything? Because I'm not married. Not, not only because you're not married, you weren't there, were you? Were you there when this was important? How old are you? 24. 24. You weren't even alive when this. There's frosting on this older than you. <laughs> See, there's, this, is, this is frosting. You want to taste it? No. This is a cake topper, Brian. This was on top of my wedding cake. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And you know what this reminds me of? When you married Amy. It does, but I got to tell you some more of the story, right? This reminds me of February 3rd, 2000. All right, that's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. That's 19 years. Yeah, this reminds me that on the morning of my wedding, I got on my four-wheeler in the middle of snow just like this, and I rode around for hours contemplating this crazy idea of getting married. This reminds me, what's that? Oh yeah, 1990. No wonder, no wonder it doesn't make any sense. Ah, uh, do it. See what happens when I take the morning off, Dan. I, Kenny, I, I couldn't use you because you're married. You know what else this reminds me of? What? This reminds me that I sat in, on my porch, 19 years old, I think, yeah, 19 years old, talking to my dog and asking him about marriage. And what do you think he said? Or nothing. He said nothing, right? This reminds me of a crazy day a long time ago. You know what else it reminds me of? What? It reminds me of all the things that have happened between then and now. Do you realize that when I, when this, there were, I had no kids. They weren't even a part of, I didn't even know their names when this was, when this was used. I barely knew my own name. Sometimes I forget my own. Good. I feel better. Do you realize that I had no idea where God would take us when I saw this on top of a cake? All those years ago? No. Not a clue, right? Nope. Now, it didn't make, this thing doesn't make any sense to you, right? But it makes a whole lot of sense to me. It reminds me of all those things. It reminds me of that glad day when I said, I do. When I said, you know what else I said that day? In what sickness and in health, for better or worser. In good and in bad. All those things. I said all those things. And I did say one word wrong, but I can't remember. Uh, instead of vow, I said bow, and I wouldn't forget that much. Because that was really awkward. It reminds me that my pastor that day, who was still a friend, took the paper that he took of the, the whole wedding, and he folded it in like eight, and he threw it in my pocket, or in his pocket, in, the back, in his back pocket. It reminds me that Joe was at my wedding reception, but he was DJ Love at the time. <laughs> this thing has a lot of memories for me. Does it have any memories for you? No. Not really, right? Well, thank you for sharing 
a few moments and being a good, willing soldier. Happy to help. I appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Now, if I do break it, I am going to be toast, so I got to be good. Is it really grasping on there? I licked it off this morning. Sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to get your own frost, get your own cake topper out and lick the frosting, Kenny. <laughs> oh, you cleaned it. Gosh. So what does that have to do with anything else in the world, right? This morning's scripture is all about monuments that God put in front of God's people to remind them of things that had happened. You may remember we've been working our way through Joshua, and we, we got Joshua 1 where God was preparing them by telling them, let's go, we're going to get ready, let's go. And then Joshua 2 where he sent out the spies to see Rahab. And then 3 was last week, right? Last week when they said, we're going to go camp next to the river, and hopefully God gets us across the river. And God gets them across the river. And this morning's passage begins right there. The river is still dried up. And God says, listen, I want you to pick one person from each family. That's what he's saying, right? We, tribe, we don't really have tribes today. But he said, take one person from each family. Hopefully they picked, I'm thinking that if it was my family, we would pick the biggest guy who could carry the biggest rock, right? Because if there's 12 of us carrying rocks, I'm not, I don't want to be the, the wimp, I don't want my family to be remembered for the wimpiest rock, right? I want to be the biggest rock. Put it on your shoulder. So obviously it wasn't this little rock. It was going to be a big enough rock that they could carry. And so they said, okay, we have 12 people who are going to get this, these rocks. Pull them out of the river while it's still dry. Think about that for a moment. And then what does he tell them to do with it? He tells them, listen, we're going to build a pile. We're going to build a pile for one reason. So you don't forget. Why do you think that is? Because we're human, and what do we do? We quickly forget, do we not? God works in our life. And we're super excited, and we see him work, and then we quickly forget. We like to blame the Israelites for going wayward, and yet I watch myself do the exact same thing. Do you realize that um, 600,000 fighting men crossed that Jordan River? That's just the men. That doesn't include the women, the children, their belongings of some sort. You know we all have that, that aunt that's carrying like three more bags than she needs, right? And she can barely make it. They, ha they had to have those people just like we have them. Do you realize that someone figured out or what they thought would, if one person crossed the Jordan a second, one person per second, it would have taken, it, that was about th three people wide, that would have taken 29 days to cross the Jordan. Now let's just say, that it was four times wider than that. And it still took seven days to cross the Jordan, to get everyone across the Jordan. It was a big job, a big miracle that God had worked. Do you think you would forget that if you saw it? I say probably not quickly, but obviously God's people, just like us, needed to be reminded, right? We have those moments in our life that we won't quickly forget. There are monuments in our life. 
in our spiritual walk. I think of the first time you said yes to Jesus. That moment you were baptized. That mission trip you went on that changed your life. The death of a saint. Someone close to you that had a big impact. Those moments in life where you got to share the gospel with someone and they responded. Those are monuments in our life. And why are those there? Are they there just for something to do? Are they just a part of history? I don't believe so. I don't believe God does anything that doesn't uh, line up with something he wants us to do as a result. And so, uh uh-oh. Hey, there we go. So there are monuments in our life, and they serve as personal reminders. Personal reminders of the way God has worked in our life. Twelve stones. If you look at the front of your bulletin, there's twelve stones. And I would encourage you... to think about those monuments in your own life, uh, on your own time, and to write in those stones those uh, monuments that are in your own life. The other thing that, uh, that this passage doesn't talk about, if you have time to read Deuteronomy 26, 27, and 28, I would encourage you to read those uh, chapters in Deuteronomy because God speaks... Uh, spells out what's going to happen when they cross the Jordan. He says, and, it, and it's not just a couple lines that just build this little thing. It's also build an altar right next to those 12 rocks. Build an altar and uh, put your tithe on that altar. Once you've crossed that Jordan into the promised land, know full well that you need to worship God with your tithe at that moment, your first fruits. The things that they had. That was the very first thing they did when they crossed the river. And the Joshua's passage doesn't talk so much about it, but the the Deuteronomy passage talks a lot about it and spells out exactly what to do. It's where it talks about to take a tenth of what you had, put it on that altar, and worship God in in that process. Why? Because we need to be reminded. I, I, I think a lot about uh, ties, and you know, it's not uh, cool to talk about it in church so much anymore because people think that you're just at it for money. But I would challenge you to think about giving your tithes and offerings in a, in a different way. Giving to God your best. Giving God your best time. Giving God your talents and abilities. It's not, it's a sacrifice because of the honor that God uh, deserves. I do want to show you. Uh, I have a. Oh, maybe not. So, these. I want to show you a couple pictures. That, <laughs> these are some great pictures. So, you know, it, I think the, the best thing in life to do is make fun of yourself. And I think the cake topper um, helps me. But, but these are some good. I don't know when these are. I, my wife might know. These are. Bef- that might have been right after marriage. That was definitely before marriage. That, that was high school, I know for sure. And I don't know when that one is, it was pretty early in life. They serve as reminders of where we have been. We each have, you know, it's one of the things of this age, uh, we have reminders of the way God has worked in our lives uh, over time. 
It's crazy. I could have put up hundreds of pictures, right? I could have put up pictures of babies and uh, the next child being born and all those things. God has built those into our lives for, to be, help us remember that he's always there. It's just like those rocks the Israelites would put up next to the river. Don't forget. Don't forget. Second thing that he uh, does in this passage is he says, listen, you need to be telling the next generation. Tell your children. Make sure they understand. Use these rocks as teaching tools. It says in uh, Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. I am imperatively encouraging you to teach your children, your grandchildren, those kids you come in contact with about our God. It's important. I am so thankful for those people in this church who have given so many years to train up our children. I watched last night. We went to bowling last night. I lost. I'm the worst bowler ever, but that's okay. I lost to my wife. I tied her one game and lost the other, so... I'm a terrible bowler. But it was really cool to see little kids running around the bowling alley, maybe a little dangerous. But to see those little kids running around and their parents were just kids when I started here. And I think how many of the people here who were teaching those kids taught those little kids and shared in their faith, and those little kids are now grown up teaching their little kids about their faith. Church, we have a responsibility to do that. It's not if you want to. You have to. God's saying, remind your kids when you go back on vacation. I keep thinking this, right? The Israelites went back. Let's go back to the Jordan because there's a nice beach. So they went back to the Jordan. They're like, hey, kids, look at these rocks. We were here when your grandpa was here when they crossed the Jordan. Those are great, great teaching tools. Deuteronomy 6 talks about love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your strength. You've probably heard that passage. And the, next, the very next passage is talk about teach them to your children. It says impress upon them to your children. Impress upon them to your children. While they sit, while they stand, while they walk, while they... Their whole day, their whole life. Teach them about our God. I don't know about you, but I hope your Bible is becoming a scrapbook. Someone, uh, I had a professor tell me one time, make your Bible a scrapbook. Write in that thing when things happen in your life. Those moments in life when you see things, God working and you see a verse, don't be afraid. They'll make more. I promise. Make it a scrapbook. I was just looking this week. I have two in my office. From, diff, from very, like, I got one as a present uh, when I started here in 2010, and the one I had before that was from my dad. Uh, and I, I literally broke the binding. I broke the binding. The binding broke off, and uh, it's in a case. It keeps it safe. It's full. It's a scrapbook full of those memories where God has continued to work. And I hope and pray that when my grandchildren, grandchild come, grows to a chance to, to see and understand that, that I can share that Bible with them. 
Finally, it's a reflection of God's love. Those rocks reminded God's people that He still loved them. You know, sometimes we look in the mirror and it doesn't always line up with, right? I sometimes wonder if it looks the other way. (laughs) But I have to ask you this question. Are you reflecting God's love in your life? Because you can talk all about it all you want. But if someone were to walk up to you who didn't know you, would they know that you were a Christian? Would they know there was something different in your life that gave you hope? I hope you heard from that countdown timer that uh, that is Dabo Sweeney. He's the uh, head coach of Clemson. That was the day after they won the national championship, the biggest prize in college football. Uh, That was the press conference the next day. And I hope you heard that he didn't take his faith uh, softly and he realized that there would be accountability for what God had gifted him to pass along to others. And he realized that winning a football game really wasn't that important in life. It wasn't going to matter at the end of the day. It was how he took the tools God had given him and how he had used them to mold and make other people's young men's lives. And he took that very seriously. Can people see a reflection of Jesus in your own life? Can they see a reflection of him as you walk about each day? See, there are monuments in our lives, and one of them is a reflection of Jesus. And people should know that by the way we act. Are we perfect? No. But we should be a little bit different. We should be different because we have hope that no one else who doesn't have Jesus has. Let's pray. Lord God, we come to you this morning and we're reminded of that hope that we have in Jesus. We're reminded, Lord, that if we haven't begun a relationship with you, that we can do that today. Today could be a monument stone day. A place, Lord, where we have sensed your uh, speaking in our lives and you are working in us. And Lord, we have decided to follow after you. Today could be our day if we choose. Lord, I pray for anyone here this morning who needs to know who you are and who needs to change the way that they are going in life, that, that they would follow hard after you. In your name we pray. Amen.